What's up, y'all? This is Nick Luciano. And this is Blake Moore. And, and welcome, welcome to Tratter Talk. This is a podcast centered around the country lifestyle and how to be a positive influence. We're going to have some awesome guests on the show, share our stories, and cover uplifting topics to encourage y'all to conquer the day. Look out for new episodes every Wednesday on all podcast platforms and YouTube. And don't forget, smile every day and know your worth. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Tratter Talk, a podcast centered around the country lifestyle and how to be a positive influence. My name is Nick Luciano. My name is Blake Moore. And this podcast is brought to you by Ariat, award-winning and innovative products for all types of outdoor and work environments. Today, we have Caden McGuire with us again. What are you laughing at? <laughs> that was a good intro. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we're good. But yeah. anyway, today... We have Caden McGuire with us again, along with superstar TikToker, <laughs> Jenna Sparks. Introduce yourself superstar. to the people. Hey. <laughs> um, I'm Jenna. I just turned 19. Yeah. Yeah. Insert, we're going to get you loosened up real quick. Insert Jesse's video of her jacks. on jacks. the saddle at I'm Texas Roadhouse. Running on a Red Bull right now. That's it. You, don't you act can't like run it. on a Red Bull. Watch me. A Red Bull can's that long. You can't run on top of that. No, there's some that are like that long. <laughs> She's like that girl <laughs> that like catches a fish. It was this big. It was that big. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Ten incher. Anyway. Anywho. We have Jenna Sparks with us. You just turned 19, right? I did. How was your birthday? It was fantastic. What'd you do for your birthday? Um. Say it. These fools took me to Texas Roadhouse and maybe sit on a saddle and do like the little thingy or whatever. Anyways, um, we went to College Station, uh -huh. went to an Eli Young concert. That was fun. Got to see my best friend. So it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you sat on the seat, the, the saddle. They made you say yee haw. Yeah. Like really loud. I didn't do it. You didn't do it? I was it? like yee haw. You told him no. Yeah. I told him I was like, I'm good. She was like laughing at me. Can we play the video in the podcast of her doing no, it? No, we don't yeah. have to. It's we okay. Can do that. No, we are. Okay, cool. <laughs> we we're playing. It. Here. It's right here. <laughs> Insert video now. I hate it here. <laughs> anyways. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so we're super excited to have Jenna on and Caden back uh, for episode six of Tratter Talk. And um, Caden. You recently got to go to the American Rodeo. What did you think about that? It was amazing. Hands down amazing. Um, <clears throat> we got to really experience some really cool things with being put in the area booth down there with all them. Uh, so, I mean, you guys know we had some really cool conversations. Got to meet some people like that dude that sang Cherry Pie. Or he was a guitarist or something, but mm -hmm. that was pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Like that, uh, she's my cherry pie. That was freaking cool. Yeah. We met a, uh, a Texas Rangers baseball player, too. Yeah. Where was I? <laughs> I don't think you You remember the really tall guy that Zeke introduced us to? Oh, mm -hmm. he played for... Yeah. Yeah, you know who... He yeah. was a giant. Mm-hmm. In the orange shirt. Yeah. Yeah. He was massive. He was a, he was a big man. Jenna, have you ever been into AT&T Stadium? I have. What do you think times. of it? It's huge. Yeah. That screen up there is crazy. We got to sit basically in the dirt suite. That mm -hmm. was really cool. Which, that was so cool. If y'all don't know, it's right on the dirt. Um, 
And the way the American is split up is um, they have a big stage in the center, and then they have shoots on this side, and then they have uh, another section on this side. So it's like basically cut in half where they have rough stock events on this side, and they have timed events on the other side. So we were sitting on the sign that has the timed events, so we could see those really well. They're right in front of us. But when it came to rough stock, we were kind of like breaking our neck a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we also got to, um, thanks to Ariat, we also got to enjoy the PBR Global Cup, which was pretty freaking cool. Um, Team USA brought home the win. Uh, Dalen Swearingen was the the top rider there. He had a, he was, I forget, I think it was 91 points at the end. 91 um, and a half. I, thought. 90, I think it was 91 and a half, but that ride was insane. It was killer. Both of his rides were, were, not, were 90 plus, so... It was pretty cool though at the American being behind the shoots for the bull riding, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and when, like whenever uh, I forget what his name is, uh, who's the guy that won? It wasn't Stetson? Uh, it was uh, Kaiki, but yeah, Kaiki. however you say his name, <laughs> he won the two point one million. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. whenever he first rode in the qualifying round or whatever that mm-hmm. would have been. Um, he was hopping on there, hyping him up back there in the shoots, and I had a video of it. But everyone, you could like see the like beads of sweat comes up, coming off everyone's face. Like, is he gonna stick it? Is he gonna mm-hmm. stick it? That was pretty cool back there to yeah. watch. Like all them, like mm-hmm. that yeah. was. Jenna, do you enjoy being behind the shoots for rough stock events? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> we're usually they're all getting ready when we're running, mm-hmm. so bulls is always right after barrels. Yeah. But- Sometimes a good time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, speaking of rodeo, you've rodeoed for for how long now? Since I was three. Since you were three, and your what's your main event? Barrels. Barrels. And for those of you the, you who don't know, a lot of our listeners and viewers don't really follow rodeo. Right. If you had to explain barrel racing, how would you explain it? It's a timed event. You have to run a cloverleaf pattern. Fastest time wins, basically. But you can go either left or right first, and you basically just turn three barrels. Mm-hmm. As fast as you can. So. All right. Do you go? You go right first, don't you? Yes. Well, right it depends right. on the horse. Okay. But yeah, all of mine go to the right. So. Okay. That's so. That's a little bit of breakdown of rodeo events. Uh, just going back to the American real quick. There was one winner, uh, Kaiki Pacheco, that we mentioned earlier. He won the two point one million dollars, which is the most in American history because there was added money this year. Um, but yeah, we had a great time at the American. But leading into that, we're just going to ask Jenna some questions um, <laughs> and get to know you a little bit better. So, um, Jenna, where are you originally from? I'm from Denton, Texas. Okay. So, not too far from Fort Worth. And you just turned 19. We said that earlier, right? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> and you, you've you been riding and competing since you were three. Yes. What's your absolute favorite part about rodeo? Definitely the community, the family. Mm-hmm. Um I definitely wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the people that I've met along the way. But just with like my parents, friends, family, friends that we've met um, and people literally just like taking you in on the spot, helping you out. Um, I've gotten amazing opportunities just with people reaching their hands. So it's it's an amazing community. Um, it's basically family and it's like a different type of family because, you know, you don't see each other all the time, but you go to rodeos and it's like you're at home. So mm-hmm. that's definitely my favorite part is just who you meet along the way and the family and the community that you create while being there. All right. So what kind of goals do you like do barrel racers have set, I guess, throughout the year of riding and stuff? Um, so, I mean, it's just kind of different for everybody. It depends on what circuit you want to hit, where you want to 
like get involved at. Um, I just finished high school rodeo, so now we're branching into, you know, going more pro and figuring out kind of like the next step from that. Um, high school rodeo, that's all I've ever done, basically. Um, you can start in junior high, go into middle school, still compete in high school rodeo. Technically, it's all like the same organization. So you basically just have rodeos um, almost all year round. Summer's kind of your only break. But if you make it, you make finals and then that goes into nationals. So that's kind of all your goals for that is all about making nationals. So now that I graduated, we're kind of in like the middle area where we're trying to figure out the next step. Um, but I mean, national finals is always at the end of the year. Americans always at the beginning of the year. So everywhere in between, um, you can find circuits to join different organizations, put on stuff all year round. So it just kind of depends um, what your goals are, what you want to do. You can hit futurities. You can just hit like little circuits, bigger circuits. So we're just kind of right now trying to figure out basically the next step where we want to go with it. But yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And you mentioned futurities in there. I like to, you know, keep this podcast like educate educational. Right. A lot of people hear the word futurity, they don't know what it means. So You're involved it, in futurities, right? I was, yeah, for a little bit. But how was for, that? It was it was fun. It was fun. Um but for the people that don't know what futurities are, give them a little bit of Well, insight. you know more than I do about that. I don't know a whole lot about futurities. I haven't personally been in it. I had um somebody want me to take one of their cults to a fraternity and like mm -hmm. run them for a while. But things kind of got messy there just with the horse itself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I want to get into it eventually. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but I haven't been a part of any fraternities yet. So, yeah. So if for anybody who doesn't know, fraternities are basically like younger horses. Yes. It's all younger, horses. all younger horses and what they're capable at a certain age ranges. All fraternities are different, but, um, I just wanted to keep it along the lines of educational when we throw around the word futurity. Right. It means the age of, of a horse. Did you know that, Caden? Do now. Yeah. So all the, like, it's basically like it'll be three-year-olds competing against each other, four-year-olds competing mm -hmm. against each other. So yeah, uh, we had a three-year-old um, and she just wasn't quite ready, wasn't mature enough. So we decided to pull her. But yeah, that's something like I want to definitely get into. Yeah. It's a cool different space. It's not oh, yeah. just all different types of horses. It's like one age bracket all same age all yeah. competing against each other <laughs> exactly. they're fun to watch yeah exactly. it's super cool all right enough of the rodeo talk let's get a little <laughs> serious here with everyone in the group so how did you meet this crew so i met nick a few years back um we had a photographer that was local and she asked my sister and i to come and basically like model for a shoot she was doing mm -hmm. but it was actually a promotional video for her business so Nick was the videographer and we were basically like the models for it mm -hmm. so I met Nick then and that was we both had TikTok but we both had just like I think a few hundred followers like nothing major so he posted the videos from that shoot and tagged me mm -hmm. so I followed him um, and we kind of followed each other ever since and just like kept up with each other but that's what I want to be as a videographer so I was like always watching Nick's stuff just like that's what I want to do um, and so, you know, a year or two later, uh, he reached out to me saying that, you know, he always lived close. He lives like probably 15 minutes from me, maybe. But um, he said that, you know, y'all are going to all move down here and get together and start something really cool and like asked me to come. So I was like, heck yeah. But 
then I met y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite? I was, uh, <laughs> I was just about to ask that. Definitely Roy. No, I'm <laughs> That's it. Roy's done. Roy, you're done. <laughs> I agree, though. Roy's so funny. He Roy's was, awesome. He's like a... Keeps unboxing. He's a walking ball of wisdom, too. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Talking to him. He's so funny. But not what I expected. I know. Yeah. At he's first, very... he didn't really, like, talk a lot. And so I was like, hey. Mm. But the more you talk to him, he's so funny. And he's so <laughs> funny. And he, like, he, he has, like, he has knowledge on a lot of oh, different yeah. topics. Oh, it yeah. cracked me up. Like, he didn't talk around Jenna at all one day. And then just randomly asked me, do you think Jenna knows how to poker? <laughs> and then asked you to poke or whatever yes, one day. He knows all the dancing, but we listen to the same music. So mm-hmm. we kind of like bonded over that. Yeah. And the way back from bull riding. <laughs> it's funny though because he's like, he'll say, Do you think Jenna knows how to polka? And speaking of dancing, he can dance, dance. He but can he, dance. He can't TikTok dance. No. no. It's kind no. of backwards. But we he did pol- polka, polka with mm-hmm. me, whatever it's called. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I was out of breath. Yeah, <laughs> he flings you around. He feet. I mean, you're basically like floating and he just mm-hmm. all around. Yeah. It's crazy. You look like a little rag doll out there. Yeah, basically. That's what it felt like. It's Polka's basically like a three step. Right? Yeah. Something like that. Just really it's fast. It's a three step. It's like really fast. Really, really fast. Yeah. So, speaking of TikTok dances, how <laughs> has your life changed from being a now TikToker? It hasn't really, like, my daily life um, hasn't changed really a whole lot. The only thing that's changed is I've gotten a whole lot of opportunities from it, um, basically, like, job offers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that part's been really cool. But other than, like, daily life, nothing's really changed a whole lot for me. Um, I don't really want it to. I want to keep it, you know. I don't want my life to, like, revolve around TikTok, but it definitely is really cool and, like, has opened up a whole lot of opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, other than that, like, I don't know. I I try to keep it, you know, pretty level-headed with everything and mm-hmm. whatnot. But I have gotten to meet, like, a whole lot of really cool people from it. So I come and see y'all, you know, more often and stuff like that. But it's, yeah. it's been pretty cool. Y'all moving here has been really funny because everybody talks differently and says stuff differently. So everybody, like, just giving everybody a hard time on how people say words, like, really cracks me up. Oh. Caden all around just says everything differently. <laughs> yeah, Everything's like, wrong. Nick goes, or Caden will be like, kite. 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 You fly a kite. <laughs> they like, kite. Kite. <laughs> kite. And if you keep Nick it up, we're going to be Nick could have pronounced Bailey fight. for a while. Yeah, he's still belly. Belly. See? Belly. In my mind's eye. It's bad. Huh? Your mind didn't got an eye. In my mind's eye? In my mind. Like, in your mind's eye. I've never mind's, heard like, that before. In my mind's eye. That's a saying. No, you, you say, say in my head, I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. That's like, like in my that's head. That's like saying in my eye's brain. Yeah. Okay. No. It's, yeah. it's still Bailey. Bailey. <clears throat> Is that's that what how, I'm saying? That's how you said it for a while. Billy? You basically saying Billy, but like with a twang. <laughs> it was like Billy. Billy race ours. <laughs> Yeah, you said so. Billy, Billy with an A in it. Yeah. Bailey. Like, Bailey. Bailey. Like, really interesting. I don't Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, with you being at, like, the house with us all the time and stuff, like, you say that you don't want your life to revolve around TikTok. Mm-hmm. 
But whenever you come to the Tratter House and see what we're doing, because we revolve our lives around social media now. Right. We kind of gave that step. Like, what what do you see whenever you walk in the house? When you walk into the Tratter House, like, what do you visualize with us? Well, guys? I really respect, like, everything y'all are doing and the way y'all are going about things. Because um, a lot of people you meet, you know, from TikTok and stuff and, like, what they put on social media isn't what they portray like in person. So um, meeting like all of you guys, of course, like I knew Nick, knew he was a great guy and everything, but meeting y'all like, I mean, right. I had a, like a lot of respect for y'all because y'all are very level-headed and like, you know, don't like y'all don't have, y'all are just a bunch of guys like living life, but y'all definitely like are putting out like a good influence for other people and especially you know like all your like the little kids that watch um what do y'all made a video mm-hmm. recently about you know i think it was you right yeah. yes like all the little kids that you meet and stuff like that um and being around y'all and seeing just all the people that do come up and like say how much y'all have impacted y'all, like their lives and been a good influence um i definitely respect like everything y'all are doing and how y'all are handling all of this and trying to take social media in kind of the toxic world that it's in and change it for good and also like shine light on the western community country community whatever you want to put it at the same time so i Mm. think like what y'all are doing is amazing and keep it up but thank you (laughs) of course (laughs) it reminded me of a song what song did it remind you of uh, I forget the name of it, but it goes, You take what the enemy meant for evil. Yeah. Yes. You turn, turn it, it for it good. good. Yeah. Yes. Basically. Well, Jenna, thank you for the sweet and kind words. Of course. <laughs> but as we know, you're very involved in the Western rodeo industry. Mm-hmm. So what would your definition of a cowboy be? That's kind of a loaded question. I feel like it's with like social media and everything um, a lot. Like there's... I feel like so many different definitions and like spinoffs, but, um, raised in like the community I have been raised in, um, you see like, you know, cowboy, um, I have a lot of basically like second dads, you know, and everybody, um, all gets together and it's, we do brandings and, you know, gatherings and stuff like that. And, um, Seeing, like, all of the guys all together, um, all of the dads and everything, like, the way they work, it's, you know, their life revolves around it. That's what they do for a living, um, keeping, taking care of the livestock and whatnot. But they they all have, like, a mannerism about them. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Mannerism? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, um, just the way they, like, hold themselves, um, they care about their families more than anything. And they put others before them. And... They are all so very respectful. Um, Some of the most kind-hearted people, they look, you know, rough around the edges, but if you talk to them or whatever, they would take a bullet for you. Um, And so I've just kind of always looked up to them and the way they take care of not only their livestock, but their families and the way they treat others. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I definitely have a lot of respect for them. The more like rodeo cowboys, I think they have, you know, a lot of grit, a lot of try. Um, Obviously, like, it takes a lot to do what they do. So um, I think that there's definitely, they all have something that not everybody has. Um, it does, it, t- it takes a lot to do what they do. Mm-hmm. But um, just the fact that they all, you know, have such a like kind heart, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't see that or know that if you're just looking at them, they look, you know, 
pretty rough, always dirty yeah. and like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, um, no, I definitely have a whole lot of respect for them and think that, um, kind of social media has taken on like, and there's all kinds of spinoffs and whatnot. Um, but I think it's mainly about how you treat people yeah. and like, you know, your morals, your values, um, whether you, you know, day work all day, every day, or just enjoy like the rodeo lifestyle. Um, the way you treat people does say a whole, whole lot. And if you treat somebody crappy, you will not be accepted in Mm. this community ultimately. Yeah. So would you say that there are different genres of cowboys as in if it's, I was trying to break it down the other day because there was a, there was a time where I was on TikTok and I was talking about how rednecks and country boys aren't the same thing. They're, I mean, they are, but they're different genres. Like, it's like <clears throat> country is right here, and then you have little branches off exactly. of country. You have your, and you I know, think it's really rednecks. It really whatever. bothers me when I see people kind of coming at other people, saying like, "Oh, you're not country, mm-hmm. or you don't fit in here," kind of thing. I hate that because if you look at any other like community, say like, you know, you're on like the beach side of TikTok or whatever. People aren't coming at those people saying, oh, you don't actually live on a beach or like you're a fake beach girl. Like that's not a thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So for people to come on and say like, you're like fake country, you can't be involved or whatever. um, There's definitely different genres, if you will. I mean, there's, you know, obviously like rodeo people, just the ranchers, day workers or whatever. You grew up around the lifestyle, you know? That's how you grew up. You can't help that and you're not going to become mm-hmm. somebody you're not just because you don't rodeo, if you will. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely think there are spinoffs and different, you know, genres to it. But like, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, there's definitely like different facets of being a cowboy. Oh, yeah. And being country. Like, I look at it as like, no matter what type of, you know, sport you do or, like, lifestyle you live, it is centered around morals and values and who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. But there's are people, like, people out there that just genuinely enjoy country things without being country. You know what I mean? There's yeah. people out there who just, like, jam some Jason Aldean, mm-hmm. you know? You can enjoy country music yeah. and drive a truck, like mm-hmm. hunting and fishing, without rodeoing, and that doesn't yeah. make you not country you just don't rodeo yeah and it's like and like that's 90 percent of the people that like live in my town mm -hmm. you know and so nobody really hates on them but if you're in the public eye and doing that stuff then people are like that's wrong yeah you can't do that and i think it's like i think it's very enjoyable to watch like locals and other people supporting artists and, and small businesses within the country industry because it's like even if you're just streaming a song even if you're just buying a t-shirt or buying a hat it's supporting people within the country industry Mm -hmm. just because you you like something country like you could work you could be a secretary in an office and like i said be wearing you know a jason aldean shirt or something like that and that's supporting the lifestyle because that money goes back uh to wherever he like puts his funds and can be donated wherever else so it's like I just like the fact that even when you go to the stockyards, there's people that just go into the Wrangler store, the Ariat store, just to buy something because they've been in the stockyards. Mm-hmm. And that benefits the co- companies within the industry, which benefits the athletes, which benefits – it's just a big snowball effect. You know what right. I mean? That's what I like to see. I just well, like people see people supporting. So if 
if the rodeo community or, you know, the people who hate on people who dress country or whatever without actually rodeoing, who's going to go watch the rodeos is the way I look at it. Because mm-hmm. the, the stands are filled of people who enjoy watching it, who enjoy the lifestyle, um, who maybe have, like the stockyards we see, you know, every week, people who have never been to a rodeo before kind of deal. They show up, they come watch. And if those people don't show up, nobody's there to watch. Mm-hmm. You, the stands aren't filled and you don't have a crowd at that point. And then, like you said, who's going to pay to yeah. keep that place running? <clears throat> mm-hmm. So not everybody has to technically rodeo um, to go. I appreciate each and every person in mm-hmm. the stands when I compete. And like, it, I mean, it hypes you up the more people there are. So mm-hmm. if there's nobody in the stands, like, it's kind of like, man, like, this is tough. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So you have the stands have to be filled somehow, some way. And those aren't going to be just like, you know, people who hate the Western community or hate like the country lifestyle. Yeah. They obviously enjoy it somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. So that's how I, I've always looked at yeah. it. The stands have to be filled. So. I think like there's so many like, especially in this community, like the country Western outdoors community kind of all is based around the same thing. And these people can hold some freaking power. But I think what hurts this community so much is everyone wants to see who's the most cowboy or who's the most dirtiest or who can work the most or who does this or who does that, who has the biggest ranch. And that makes people want to disperse from the community, and that's not good for the industry. Like you were saying, if we bring people to watch rodeo and they realize, like, holy crap, this is fun. Like that dude just rode a bull for eight freaking seconds and almost got stepped on. That makes people want to come watch this stuff, and that's going to bring in bigger crowds. It's going to make the athletes probably ride better, want to ride better. It's going to give them more adrenaline, bigger checks, bigger payouts. Mm -hmm. It's on all help. And I think we just need to, like, if we can figure something out to where, which I think we're trying to do anyways, bring the community together and realize, like, you don't have to be the most cowboy to be a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, you guys aren't rodeoing anymore, and I look at you guys as cowboys. I've never rodeoed yeah. rodeo a day in my life, dude. We're just, it's just. Ranch work. Ranch yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we. I mean, we got out of cattle and all that stuff whenever I was a young kid. <clears throat> but it's just more equine based now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't rodeo anymore simply because, like, I don't have the time for it. But, you know, we're running a business that is – the ultimate goal is to support the community that supports everything else, whether it's music, rodeo, whatever facet of, of the industry it is. Yeah. So – and we touched on it earlier in, like, the last podcast. is like social media kind of gets overlooked as, like, not being important when it comes to this industry. When it's literally the number one, like it, social media runs everything nowadays as far as ticket sales go and like exposure and running ads. Like anybody wants to look up anything, they go to social media nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like why why is what we do and the tactics that we use to market this lifestyle not as important as somebody like trying to go into a local grocery store and like trying to sell tickets if that makes sense yeah we all were at the american like this past weekend Mm -hmm. i mean how many people were in those stands oh it was filled. not every single one of them rodeoed they just enjoy the western lifestyle i met a girl in the elevator and she was watching casey field ride that bronc and she was like i don't understand the point system so i explained it to her and her and her husband were just chilling there you know and they were going down to the to the dirt like Mm -hmm. they went 
all the way down to support the rodeo. And that's those are some like not cheap spots. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. She was with some company, I have no idea, but didn't know what rodeo was really. And like those people don't get hated on. We appreciate and support each and every person yeah. in the stands watching and supporting. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean mm-hmm. you don't have a rodeo if that's not the case. Yeah, and it reminds me of what you said earlier. It's like there was a ton- point in my life because like I didn't grow up in rodeo. Like I got into it. I had to ask somebody, how do the points work? You know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> would go to like, you know, your hometown like rodeos and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to like the big ones. But like ever since like, I mean, I don't know, within the past like five months, I've been to like probably over 100 rodeos, mm-hmm. like a lot. Yeah. And I've learned a lot, like understand the point system a lot more and stuff oh, yeah. like that. But. I mean, yeah. people yeah. DM me all the time just asking questions that are very, like, base level questions that, you know, some people would be like, you're dumb. Like, how do you not know that? But I just, like, I always answer the questions. You mm-hmm. know, if people want to know about it, I'm going to help them. And, like, you know, it, like, explain things and tell them how it is kind of deal. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, you should know that. Or, like, that's a stupid question. Mm-hmm. Just because... Like, that's how I was raised, and that's, like, what something that I know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like, jackpots, explaining the different, you know, yeah. 1D, 2D, all that stuff. That is probably the most complex thing to explain. But I'll explain it 100 times over yeah. if people keep asking me. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and be like, you should just know that. Mm-hmm. But if people want to learn, like, help them out. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like <clears throat> yesterday I made a video about cyberbullying because that's really been on my mind lately with us guys, like, you know, I learned about it in grade school, you know, and you're done, you're supposed to, you're taught, like, you know, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all, whatever. And now in the 21st century, we're dealing with a lot of cyberbullying. Like, that's like 75% of suicides are from cyberbullying. That's nuts. You think about that percentage. And I said yesterday, like, people have no business, like, talking about how country you are because, one, like, you don't know you don't know me or my background. Mm-hmm. Two, you have no idea what my mission is. And then three, like I said yesterday, you have no idea what my guy is capable of. You don't know what, some, what he's going to throw in your life the next day for someone to literally call you out and tell you that you're worth nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> whenever – oh, that's just such a good topic I love talking that's about because – I mean, that's definitely, like, a topic that I've been – I'm um, mm-hmm. talking to people about recently and just like been on my mind a bunch too. Um, Cause that is unfortunately something that we have all had to deal with yeah. and we will obviously have to continue to deal with. And there's, yeah. there's no putting a stop to it. It's just how you deal with it. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a great, like, that's actually a great segue. <laughs> yeah. I use that. Quit. I, Paul said I used it correctly, but anyway, that's a great segue into kind of our last question is, Jenna Sparks, how do you stay positive through all the social media oh, noise boy. and hate? <laughs> um, okay, obviously, not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it kind of thing. Um, it's been rough. Like this whole, I mean, I've been on TikTok probably, you know, two coming on three years, something like that. Um, and when I started getting hate comments, like in the very beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, like what is this? Because I've always been just like a very friends with everybody I try not to you know make anybody mad get on anybody's bad side and so all these random people started like commenting saying stuff about me and it just like crushed me I was like oh my gosh what am I doing wrong kind of thing and then had to like figure out and realize like that's just part of the game it just happens and people are gonna think that and um I mean it goes through like phases basically um it I have like 
kind of a loyal following. Like I have my people and they comment on all my videos and stuff and like going pretty well. But anytime a video does like do a little better than another, that's when people from like the outside start commenting. And then there's always hate comments, whether it's, um, you know, a video of me, if I make a video with my horses and stuff, people are like, oh, you're not country. You're not actually working. You just made this video and then you went inside and your dad did the rest of the work kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's either like that or if I make something that's not related to like, you know, rodeo horses or something, then they're like, oh, she's not even country anymore. Like, what is she doing with her life? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I, it's like a lose-lose situation. You can't win the battle kind of deal. Um, so I've pretty much just started posting like whatever the heck I want to. And when I get hate comments, a lot of times I will delete them. I don't want to see it. And I like... Don't even care. I'll delete them. A lot of times if they're bad, I'll block the person. If they did it once, I'll do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, But it got to the point where it was like, I mean, I would literally cry all the time when I would get hate comments and stuff because it would just sit with me. And I was like, people actually think that about me. And um, when there was, you know, random stuff where people would say stuff that's not even remotely true about me or um, if they had like one single conversation with me, probably wouldn't even say that. Um, But people just make assumptions over mm-hmm. watching a 15 second video and that's what really blew my mind and it kind of went through a phase where I didn't post for a while um and just kind of like stepped back and did like an evaluation like what am I gonna like how do I fix this but ultimately there is no way to fix it and um at church not like a few weeks ago um they actually talked about how um like gossip people talking bad <laughs> about you and stuff like that it all comes like from that person hurting you mm-hmm. might not be doing anything wrong, but people are going to find something to talk about and find something to hate on you for. Um, and um, just like life lessons that I have gone through, been through the past few months, um, praying for people who did you wrong or praying for people who send you hate is one of the most powerful things you can do. Mm-hmm. It cha- You can't, you cannot talk about somebody or have hatred towards somebody who you are consistently praying for. So it sounds really funny, but the people who I know, I know people say stuff about me. It all gets back to me and um, hate comments and stuff like that. Um, People talking about me. I hear about it. I don't say a single word. I don't react. I simply just pray for them because you can't you cannot hate on somebody who you're praying for. And it's been like an amazing change of heart I really like postured my heart in like a different way when it comes to that instead of reacting in a negative way and just like giving that right back um that's not proving anything it's not helping the situation in any way um and so just like reposturing your heart and like obviously it comes from somewhere Mm -hmm. the hate doesn't just a person doing perfectly fine living their best life is not going to go hate on somebody and you know say stuff behind their back or leave hate comments and so Um, obviously that person is hurting somewhere. There's hate somewhere deep down, whether it's jealousy or they just have something else going on. Like you don't know their situation. Um, and yeah, they don't know yours either. Um, but reacting in a negative way isn't going to help anything. So, um, I really, I mean, praying about all of it has helped a lot. Um, and just trying to, you know, have a positive mindset on everything and Mm -hmm. just keep doing what you're doing. Cause ultimately that one person isn't going to outweigh all the other ones that do love you and support you so that was probably the most powerful and detailed answer i've ever heard on the podcast (laughs) yeah it's very long i was like she keeps going (laughs) i mean that's been heavy on my heart for a while it's it's just it's not something easy to deal with Mm -hmm. and i don't think that anybody understands 
how much that stuff affects people. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, you know, you look at y'all and you watch your videos and anybody on social media, it looks like they're just living their best life. And then and 80% of the time we're up in our freaking bed. beds curled up underneath our covers Crying. to go and talk yeah. to nobody. Exactly. Well, like. That's y'all. I mean, you hear, well, <laughs> yeah. Nick's like a little fall of sunshine running around. Like, like, run, I'm but, but, oh, yeah. yeah. But no, like, I mean, that stuff, you see one hate comment out of the hundreds you get and it just kind of like sucks it's yeah. like man Feel i mean better. for a while i would re- re- like sometimes reply to them in like a really positive way you know it's kind of mm. one of those things where yeah. somebody kill says with kindness. yeah kill them with kindness somebody says something mean to you and you're like i really hope you have a blessed day yeah that's what i did for our uh um montana silversmith video yes because there was a little bit of there was negativity some, on that right. and um Somebody said something about it was along the lines of like not being cowboy or yeah. country or whatever. I said thanks for supporting Montana. I was yeah, just so exactly. nice. About, like yeah. you watched the video. Thanks for supporting you the video. Montana. Like that yeah. was a view. Yeah, that helped you. us out. Yeah, exactly. you leaving a comment helped even more. Yeah, thank you thank, so much for that. Thank you. Yeah, but there's... no, like for a while I would reply and like just kind of spit that back at them. You know, mm-hmm. like you know what? I hope you have an amazing day. Have a blessed yeah. day. Kind of deal, but then I just I just stopped replying because sometimes yeah. that would start a fight, and I was like, "Yeah, never mind, <laughs> this isn't working." Sometimes I can kind of really let it get to me, and sometimes I'll comment something back, and I'll say, "Yeah, I probably shouldn't say that," so I'll just delete their comment. But I mean, no, there you is, do your little <laughs> trick. Sometimes. I do have a little, little side twist, but that's when they, which I need to stop doing that because. <laughs> No, those are funny. It's though. funny, but at the same time, like now, like thinking about that, sitting here, I'm like, you know, that doesn't really make anything better. Like mm-hmm. if somebody like says some kind of hate comment and I'll just like, cause it's kind of like what we do as a joke to each other. Yeah. But thinking about that, they probably don't understand that. And they're probably thinking like, oh wow, like I didn't get anything from this. But, and there's three words that hold a ton of freaking power. And it's so simple to just tell somebody like. And I learned this in Africa on my mission trip. We were out in the middle of the streets evangelizing. And there was this kid. He was like eight years old, higher than a kite. And like the guys were telling us like these kids out here on the street, they just get high because they don't want to live anymore. They just are ready to get ran over by a vehicle and die. There's like four or five kids that die each week out here on the street. And this one kid, his name was Gift. As soon as we got out, he came running up to me and I'm having the translator like talk to him and stuff. And before we left, like I got to tell him about Jesus and everything. He was ready to like go find this home that was centered around God. And I looked at him and I was like, gift, I love you. And this kid broke down, literally wouldn't leave my shoulder. He just broke down bawling. And he told the guy, like our translator, he's like, that's the first time somebody's ever told me I love you. And that, dude, there's so much power in those three words. I was like, I couldn't believe it. And that whole story, I couldn't go on because it would be like a half hour but that whole story I'll tell you after this is, dude, it's incredible. I think I told you about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking either I love you or you are loved or the. You yeah. are loved is. There's so much power true. in that word. There's yeah. somebody out there, you know. And when you feel alone, I mean, that was another topic at church, like feeling alone. Yeah. It's a lot of times like you're in the spotlight, and people think you know you have like all these people around you and stuff, but sometimes you just feel alone. You just feel like, you know, there isn't anybody, but like going and just finding somebody who even seems like remotely down and just saying like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Or like your love can literally like change everything. Yeah. So. Like one of those hate comments could be somebody that's hasn't been told they were loved in forever. Maybe we can't bet if we comment back and be like, hey, love you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might be like, 
dang, that felt good. So maybe I might have to change up the way I comment back <laughs> to people sometimes. Just literally go on Caden's new video and it's all just going to be, I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you. Love you. That's all I'm going to say back now. Bring it up to a little higher note, a little more positive <laughs> note now. Because switch it up a little bit. Yeah, switch it up oh, a little bit. This ain't nothing but positivity, bro. It is positivity. Look at us, guys. Because you got 12-year-olds that are like, I got to say this. You have 12-year-olds that are like <clears throat> trying to stand up for us in the comment section. Oh, yeah. They're like, F you. You don't know the Tratter, that Tratter house boys like me, blah, blah, blah. So if we put that example out there, then that's also going to help bring more love and mm -hmm. affection to the industry as well so to bring it up in a little lift the spirits <laughs> a little bit like raise the roof raise the roof praise jesus Woo! um anyway we're just gonna do a fun little um it's not necessarily a game this week but everybody's gonna go through and um mm -hmm. you're gonna list your top three like hype songs pretty much or like your basketball like you know come out the locker room song or your walk-up song for baseball or when you're coming through the alleyway, what song gets you hype? You know, you're gonna list your top three. Okay. So Blake, you're gonna go first. Your number one pick. Um, my number one is gonna have to be Thunderstruck. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, bro. Oh you have to go first. That's typical. Here we go. Um So your number one is Thunderstruck. Yeah. Okay, so I have to go with my number so I can't say it. my number one was gonna be Thunderstruck. So, but uh, my number two, that is now my number one, is uh, is the clean version of Click. Huh? Ain't nobody messing with my Click. Oh. Click that one. Yeah, it's pretty hip hoppy, but it's nice. That is a pretty dope song. Right? I know. Dude, am I up? Yeah, you're up. All day long. I have the tiger. Oh my God. Dude, that beat oh, starts coming goody? out. I just want to run through a wall. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Um, hmm. On our Wrong. way to like rodeos, barrel races, and stuff, um, my dad usually hauls us. Such a G. Um, and there's one song. Really, really? Y'all know that song? Oh, yeah. Kev is so, it Kevin Gates? Some, yeah. No, who is some, it? Some, it's by Kevin Gates. Kevin goes, Gates? Really, yeah. really? Yeah, I know that one. Mm -hmm. How's it go? You know? Hold on. Hang we on. them boys. No, 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 I don't know. Why is that? Is that my word? Say really, so, really? I say really, really. Yeah, that's that how it goes. Oh, yeah. My dad, like, loves that song. <laughs> like, he loves that song. Okay. And so he loves, like, that song and, like, Too Much Sauce. Like, the, like no, those he old. Don't. He, no, he does. Oh, like, those goodness. old songs. Like, not old, but, like, you know, a few years ago, they were really yeah. popular. When that song comes on, like, all of us in the truck, every single one of us are like screaming that song. And it's just so fun because it's like the whole gang, like mm -hmm. my whole family, we're all in there and we're just like, that. yeah, no, we're ready. Like, let's do this. Because, I mean, ultimately, like if they're like not in a good mood, then I'm like, all right, guys. Yeah. But like my sister's usually back there with me in the alley, you know, and my parents always like come talk to me beforehand and stuff like that. So when like everybody's hyped, oh, it gets me so hyped. And so that's like. <laughs> our song like we all jammed to that song still to this day and it's just so it's so fun that's <laughs> awesome Bima, you and what's your sister have the best friendship i've ever seen <clears throat> oh my sister is my best friend yeah jc jc bima what's your number two pick <laughs> dude honestly it's gonna be by phil wick uh phil wickman wickham. phil wickham 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 wickham, wickham. wickham. 
but I'm gonna. It's probably like uh, the battle belongs. Oh, that is that such one's such a, such a good a, song. Yeah, I get to see music. I I jam it in my truck all the time. It's like the first song you normally know, I turn on or something, mm-hmm. and it'll be just. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. yeah. My number two song, which is no, yeah. Which is my really my number three because I had to bump everything up because you took my number one. But my number two song, I, I really don't know if y'all know this one, but it's like they played it at the American the other day, but it's 300 Violin Orchestra. All right, Caden, what's your number two pick? Mm, dude. You know, whenever I was a kid, my dad had this freaking awesome F-150 blue truck, five-speed, and... Every time we get in, I mean, we didn't have an aux cord or anything. We had them little freaking CD discs or them little uh, tapes. Tapes. Metallica. Oh, God. Anderson. I man. knew it. Yo. Dude. <laughs> oh, I was five years old back there jamming that song. Yeah. He said Metallica. I knew exactly what song yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right, my Jenna. dad had me out there like with a little, oh, yeah. A little camo hat like bent up, a little beef jerky chewing. I'm like, all day long. All right, Jenna, what's your number two? Probably, uh, y'all know the Fix My Eyes for King Country? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That song? That's a good one. That song hits. I like that one. I like that one. Blake, number three, what's They're your number three? Band. He's really got to think about three, that. Number three, I know. Like, I don't know. I have a number three. I was looking through my playlist. Is this, re- like, is it, are you- is it that serious? Trying to think, Hang man. On. I love music. I love it. So, like, it, Man, top three. That's like, like think hype. That's rough. Get yeah, me hype, hype, hype. Um, man, I don't know. Something by Three Days Grace, man. They're oh just, yeah, yeah. Cause it it goes in between like <clears throat> Christian bop hype and this rock hype. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Is <sighs> something yeah. by Three Days Grace, man? I don't know. My number three is a Kanye West song, cause he has some really hype songs. But I don't know if you know Blood on the Leaves. Nope. I'm more of a rock hype guy. The new yeah. Kanye West, though, hits different. I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Okay, um, Blake, I'll give you number three. What's your number three? Come on. My number three is going to have to be Breaking Free by High School Musical, bro. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Stop it right now. I'm not kidding. It's honestly that is the best top song three. Ever. We're soaring. No. Flying. There's not a star in heaven that we can't reach. Y'all kind of hit that. Put us on a mixtape. We know. Low key? Oh. Okay. We, that we karaoke that one time, Nashville. The whole place went. Yeah. It erupted. Yeah. I can honestly say it happened. I'll sing the girl part. If we try it. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I need well, auto-tune for that. I cannot stand that song. Yeah, it really bothers me that Take you don't like High School Musical. Because I played High School Musical. We, I, mm, mm, no, let's talk about this. We were watching High School Musical one day in the house, and Nick walks in and was like, what are y'all watching? Yeah, but I kind yeah. of agree with Who doesn't like High School Musical? He acted like he was like 20 years older than us yeah. or something like that. Wrong. I did kind of agree like, with Nick on that one, though. It's no. so cheesy, dude. It's the, the first one is the best. Amen. It hit better back in the but, day. But now that we watched that, and i never seen that one, I was like... The third one did suck. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. But, first high school one, but school all Jones. of the songs, like yeah. the soundtrack to all of them, you can't say that's bad. <laughs> She's I, know, I was so pretty defensive. freaked out when Vanessa I, came I too. actually got so defensive when Nick said that in the house, and I didn't <clears> even realize it. I was like, 
that's like honestly kind of rude. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I just, it was so No, because bad. the second he walked and in, I showed him a, t- a High School Musical TikTok dance that's trending right now. But his haircut in the video. Hey, back in the day, no. hot stuff. His haircut just makes me so Dude, mad. Dude, girls back have in the day that, did. Yeah. I used to idolize exactly. Zac Efron. It was like Zac Efron had his hair, and then Justin Bieber had his hair, and they were kind of the same. It was like a whole era. Hmm, no. anyway, I was Kaden, always jealous of their hair, though. Kaden, what's your so number flowy. three? Kaden, what's your number three? Oh, yeah. After that. You put a baseball in my hand and send me out to the mound, and you play You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer? Not a chance you're touching me. It's game over. <laughs> you're going to get a curveball high, and inside, you're going to whiff. What did you call the song? You Can't Touch This? Can't Touch This. Out of uh, all the things you were going to say, that's probably like one of the last things I was expecting. You can't touch this. Damn mm. it. Yeah, I just like. Damn it. First Damn pitch, it. boom. High fastball like inside. Have... Swing and a whiff. Second pitch, curveball. Down low to the left. You're going to chase it because you're expecting another high cheese. Third pitch. Cheese? Oh, no one throws a knuckleball no more, but here it comes. Woo-hoo. You're spinning around. Get back to the dugout, son. I feel like we have Three different versions out, of hype. Yeah. You know, that song version. just like makes me feel confident. Like there's like different different versions of hype. Teach your own, you know. All right, so now that we got our favorite songs out of the way, we're gonna roll into our next section called Ariat Affirmations, where we take questions on our Instagram stories and help you all out, give our advice, and just to let y'all know, we are not doctors, not psychiatrists. Always got to say this. It's just from our life experience. So, Bimo, what is our question? Question is, do you ever feel like you have no friends or nobody to talk to? And honestly, I feel like in the Trader House, sometimes I don't have anyone to talk to. Um, there's times where I'm just like, I need to be alone. Don't talk to me. Like, I don't know. But then there are times where I need to talk to somebody and I feel like it's just not there because everyone's doing their own thing in in the house. And like, you know, obviously whenever you're upset, depressed, you don't want to be like that person. Like, Hey, I need to talk to you. And so normally, you know, I call my mama, (laughs) honestly, that's like my best friend right there. But Shout out mama stuff. Yeah, honestly, shout out mama stuff. She keeps me sane. But yeah, don't talk to me if I'm if I'm mad. Let, let me cool down for a minute, and then you can come ask me questions. But yeah, I feel I do feel that way sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way a lot of the times because my brain works so differently than a lot of other people. So I feel like they won't like comprehend what I say. But I need to like putting my third person into perspective, I need to like separate my brain from my heart at some point. And like my heart says, no, like you need to talk about it. You need to get your emotions out there. And my brain is like trying to overcomplicate things. So I think that's my biggest struggle still, even like business wise and trader house wise is like separating heart from brain and knowing which one's right. But ultimately it's like, let your heart lead your mind. Um, But as far as like not having anybody to talk to Definitely talk. You need to get your emotions out. So anybody who feels like they don't have somebody to talk to, um, you know, talk to your parents, open up, you know, get your emotions out there, go to your local church, find somebody to talk to. We just talked about this at church, so I know that your brain's... Jenny Allen. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Yeah, we always there at that when Jenny was talking about that. Yeah, you were there too. Jenny Allen came and spoke about feeling alone. She's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, there's definitely times where I feel alone because, um, I mean, it's definitely feelings thing where, like, I feel something like any kind of 
I hate disappointing people. That's my biggest thing that I struggle with is like in my head, if I feel like I disappointed somebody, I feel like I just shut down and want to be by myself when in reality, I know I have a vertical relationship that is really all that matters. But my human self just shuts down and wants to lay in bed and like, like you said, not talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like the first two weeks here, that's kind of how I felt. That's why I didn't like really leave my room other than going to church. And uh, whenever I get like that, I like, it took me a little bit of time to get out of that junk, but um, I really don't know where I was going with all that. But I know that like, for me, I have a feeling like a struggle with like, I feeling like I fail people and I hate that. Um, So that's like whenever I feel alone. How would you help somebody that feels the same way? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, people that like how struggle with that same thing that I do, um, it is more of like a, like a realization that like, just because I don't even know how to put it into words. Like just because you feel alone doesn't necessarily mean you are alone. Um, and the first thing that you really need to get in contact with is that vertical relationship. Like there's a lot of power, like you said earlier in prayer, praying through that stuff Mm-hmm. is the quickest, fastest, easiest, and most powerful way to get through all of that. Um, and it fills you up. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And it don't matter how you pray either because a yeah. lot of people get caught up in that, like, especially with new Christians. They're like, well, I don't know how to pray. There's Bro, no you literally don't. It's a combo. Like, you, start wor- you start thinking about it, then you start getting worried about like what your words are going to be. Dude, there's times where I was on my way to work. Just talking, vibe. It's a conversation. Just convo, yeah, talking to myself. But. I've had some of the deepest and sometimes, like, angry conversations with God, like, feeling like whenever I felt so down on myself, like, I've had the most full-out, like, open conversations with God than I have with people. Like, people think you have to, like, talk to God like he's, like, no, Higher God up. knows your heart and he knows what you're feeling inside. So you like let it out to him. It's going to make you feel good. He knows what you're thinking anyways and what you're feeling. Might as well get it off your chest. What about you, Jenna? I mean, yeah, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but there are definitely times where I feel, you know, like I'm surrounded by so many, but still alone. And um, I don't know, like sometimes I just don't know um, if I have anybody to talk to about that stuff. Like if anybody you know, really cares enough to listen. Um, cause I also don't want to sit there and just like constantly feel like I'm complaining or like ranting or something to anybody. Um, so I don't want to be like, you know, a burden in that way. So a lot of times I just don't even say anything kind of like, you know, if I'm feeling upset or alone, just put on a fake smile, like, and just roll with it kind of deal. Um, and there was like a week straight where I just felt like alone. Absolutely. That's the best way to describe it. Um, just really upset and like down and didn't really know why. And I was in the car with my sister and like mentioned it to her. And she said, like, I've been feeling the exact same way. So the two of us have been in the house together for, like, you know, a week, been feeling the exact same way. Neither one of us said a word to each other. And we're, you know, both feeling down. And so I guess that was just kind of like a moment of I was like, like, there's always people out there feeling the same way as you. And people are always going to be there for you. Because if she would have said something to me, I right away would have been there for her. And I know she would have done the same for me. Um, and then a week later, we talked about it at church. That was what the message was about. So I was like, okay, God, like, I hear you. But, you know, it's just um, everybody feels it. And you're not alone. Um, to f- Like, you're never alone. 
there's always somebody um, to talk to about that stuff, um, whether it's just, you know, you talk to God about it or close friends, you know, your sister, somebody who's literally in your house with you. Um, like there's always somebody to listen. And so I don't know, I guess it is just definitely like a feeling thing. Um, something there's, you know, something weighing you down kind of deal. Um, but I mean, that helped me going to church. We literally talked about it right then and there. Um, so that kind of helped me and like, like, okay, like everything's fine. Like we're all good, but you know, everybody feels that way. And so I feel like a lot of people are scared to talk because they feel like nobody else is feeling that way also. But I mean, everybody gets to that point. Yeah. So. so how would, so basically what's one piece of advice you would give somebody if they're feeling lonely? Find somebody who you trust and can talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I mean, everybody has a somebody, I believe. I don't think anybody's ever actually alone. So just find one person, a parent, a friend, anybody who you can talk to. Yeah. I think that's really important too. Like that's the number one thing I've been hearing here at the Tratter House too, is like every creator that comes through is like, man, I think I finally found like a support group. Yeah. Like people that understand what it feels like to be a TikToker in some way, like in the spotlight a little bit. And that's been huge. It's been huge for these people's confidence. Yeah. So I love that. Well, there was one other thing I wanted to say. Um, and it's one of my like favorite moments in scripture. And it's when I think we've talked about it before. Um, when Moses is being like, God's telling Moses like, Hey, I'm going to put you in place. I'm going to put you in charge to lead my people to the promised land. And Moses is feeling discouragement at this point in time. And he says, who am I to do this? And he feels really alone in this moment. And God says, straight, simple, to the point. He says, I'll be with you. And that's one of the things that I always try to remember in my head. That like, whenever I feel alone, whenever I feel discouraged, and whenever I feel like I have nobody, it doesn't matter where I'm at. I know that God's going to be there and he's going to help me get through whatever I have to get through. That's awesome. I think that's a great way to 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 end the podcast here. Um, thank you, all of all of you guys for, for coming out today and hanging out with us. Jenna, where can the, the people follow you? Um, TikTok, Instagram, Jenna Sparks with three S's on all socials. It's the same. So, Do you have any exciting news coming out that you want to tell anybody? Oh, I don't know. Like merchandise? Yeah, you're doing the merch, right? We're working on merch right now, just trying to figure out um, all the fine details for that. But hopefully we'll have that soon. So. That's awesome. Um, we want to thank you all for watching. Um, if you guys would be so kind, you all have killed it with the, the reviews. I think we're pushing over 100 five-star reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so far. So if you guys want to take the time out of your day to rate and review this podcast, that would be awesome. Go follow Jenna. Go follow Caden. Caden, where can they follow you again? Caden McGuire. On everything? Yep, just right there. Boom. Y'all make sure to follow Tratter House and Tratter Company as long as Nick and Blake on all of our socials. They'll be listed up above and in the description. Leave a nice comment. Tell Jenna happy birthday because (laughs) it was recently her birthday. Again, rate and review this podcast. If you got time, we would love it. Leave a nice comment. Uh, Again, thank you, Ariat, for helping us put this on. And for y'all listening, we can't do this without y'all. And we're going to wrap it up there. So thank y'all for listening. And don't forget, smile every day. And know your worth. See See y'all.